Good morning from Beirut, Lebanon. This is Mina Now. It's Friday, November 27th, and this is your morning briefing. Starting off with the main news in Lebanon today, first, France will reportedly arrange an international humanitarian video conference in collaboration with the United Nations to seek aid for Lebanon on December 2nd, according to the Daily Star. Now, this comes after comments from French President Emmanuel Macron asking President Michel Aoun to urge political groups to put aside their personal, sectarian and factional interests for the benefit of the Lebanese people. He addressed on by saying that, quote, it is your duty as head of state to respond to the demands of the people. Macron also reiterated his support for Lebanon by saying that, quote, France stands today as at all times with Lebanon and the Lebanese people. From his side, FPM leader Gibran Basile felt the need to address Macron and inform him of his regret over the breakdown of the forensic audit of the central bank while accusing other unnamed political forces and individuals of preventing the passing of proposed reforms in Parliament. Videos of the ISF manhandling lawyer Afram al-Harabi during COVID-19 in Cornish al-Mazra circulated on social media and caused quite the outrage as security forces were seen pulling al-Harabi out of his car, beating him and dragging him to the ground before handcuffing him and taking him to Raml al-Bayda police station. Head of the Beirut Bar Association, Milham Khalaf, assigned a forensic doctor to examine the lawyer's injuries and filed a complaint against the perpetrators, according to Lorient Le Jour. He also managed to free Al-Halavi despite security forces' attempts to prevent them from leaving the police station. Protesters gathered yesterday in front of Judge Fadi Sawan's house to demand that decisive and effective progress be made on the Beirut port explosion case. Sawan is currently leading the investigation and has been criticized on whether he could actually withstand political pressure to deliver effective justice on behalf of the victims. More protesters and activists gathered in front of the Justice Palace in Beirut to demand judicial independence for the investigation of the blast. Rounding up the news in Lebanon, Parliament Speaker Nabih Bibin made a nonchalant statement in regards to a letter sent by Sawan concerning the prosecution of current and previous ministers considered responsible for the blast, in which he said that, quote, we did as required and answered his letter. According to Megaphone News, the Speaker's non-answer withholds crucial information from the public regarding the fate of the investigation into the explosion which destroyed a significant part of Beirut. Shifting to the second segment of this episode, the region at a glance, first, Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov urged the incoming Biden administration on Wednesday to avoid foreign adventures in the Middle East, RT Arabic has reported. Speaking during a press conference with his Iraqi counterpart, Fuad Mohammed Hussein, Lavrov pointed out the potential threats to the region from such moves. After speaking about the outcomes of his meetings in Moscow with the Iraqi official, Lavrov spoke about relations between the Arab states and Israel. 
He quotes, we discussed the situation regarding the Arab-Israeli struggle. We think that the Trump administration's initiatives to normalize relations between Arab states and Israel are isolated. Aside from their positive aspects, they should not be an alternative to a just reconciliation of the Palestinian cause. Levrov was referring to the normalization deals agreed by the UAE and Bahrain with Israel over the past few months, brokered by Washington. RT Arabic pointed out that the details of the so-called Abraham Accords have not yet been revealed. A fourth session of the Constitutional Committee will begin on Monday in Geneva to hammer out the roots of the basic laws for a peaceful Syria, the Office of the UN Special Envoy for Syria said on Thursday. UN Deputy Special Envoy for Syria, Khawla Matar, told the UN Security Council in New York the preceding day that a further session would be held in Geneva on January 5th after next week's session. He said that the talks in Geneva were made possible due to the agreement of the two Syrian co-chairs from both sides and the mandate of the Constitutional Committee's small body. Members of what is known as a small group responsible for the drafting of a new constitution for the war-torn country had met in August. The group consists of 15 members from the regime, non-governmental organizations and the Syrian opposition. Algerians on social media have started asking questions about their president who was last seen in public almost a month ago. President Abdelmajid Tabboune was flown to Germany in late October for treatment following after he caught coronavirus. Since then, very little has been revealed to the public about his condition, which has fueled speculation and concern in the country. For many Algerians, President Tabouna's situation is reminiscent of a troubling situation when former President Abdelaziz Bouteflika was hit by a stroke in 2013 and had to stay for months in a French hospital. He never fully recovered from his illness and was forced to resign years later. Now, in a brief statement, the president's office said last week that the, quote, president had completed the COVID-19 treatment protocol but fell short of indicating the date of his return home. His hospitalization prevented President Tabune from taking part in the referendum on the 1st of November to amend the constitution. The vote was marred by the lowest turnout in decades. Having said this, we have now reached the end of Mina Now's podcast episode. As always, thank you so much for your time and don't forget to subscribe. I'll be here every morning. This is Mina Now.